podcast world. Welcome back to the Lighten Up podcast, or welcome for the first time. We're so glad to have you. My name is Maddie. My name is Iris. Thank you for coming. So today we're going to be talking about church culture. Um, We may or may not make this a two-part series. There's kind of a lot that goes with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And pre-disclaimer, this one, um, all of our episodes are like clean and like Biblical, of course, but we do address some heavy topics that, like, just be aware if there's um, young people around, just, you know, your discretion. (laughs) Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. anyways, before we get into it, how are you doing, Iris? Dude, I'm so busy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, this, this past week, I had so many assignments due. I had three presentations. I had three case studies. Uh, and I still have, I'm working on a paper that's due tomorrow. Um, yeah. And then, and then after all of that, I still have four finals. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, I feel that. I have, um, I had two lesson plans due this weekend and a paper and another article assignment and then just other like math assignments Mm -hmm. that I had. It's a lot, and it was my birthday this weekend, which was fun, but it was so much fun. It's, I'm ready to be done with school so I can, like, celebrate my birthday stress-free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like, your birthday's probably always stressful because it's, it's around. definitely always stressful. I've taken my birthday, um, on the day of, like, our star test. It was called the tax test back mm-hmm. then, but. Dang. It was my, I had the exact, I had the exact opposite, um, like, um, problem. My birthday's at the start of the school year oh yeah yeah interesting yeah what's that like (laughs) dude okay the worst birthday i've ever had was when i moved into a new town and it was like my first birthday of like celebrating there and nobody came because it was yeah (gasps) oh iris (laughs) it's because i was still the new kid and it was like the first week of school that was when you moved to the Dallas area? Yeah. Oh, Iris. It was my seventh birthday. It was Hannah Montana theme. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Did you? Okay. No shame. Oh. I'm oh. so sorry. Get off the phone. Rusty. I, I'm going to let this dog out. Okay. He's, I don't trust. Anyways. That was rough. I apologize. We apologize for Rusty shenanigans. But yeah, it was a Hannah Montana theme. It was my seventh birthday party. I don't think anybody really came. Yeah. I'm sorry. I can see the pain in your face. I'm so sorry about that. I'm almost going to be 21 years old and that that birthday still haunts me. (laughs) She still thinks about it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Alrighty, so... So what church culture, in my opinion, the definition of a church culture is the atmosphere in which you create your church and that culture, that the thing that you create, that's where your ch- church functions under. Hmm. Yeah. It's I like, think, you know, creating the atmosphere. Yeah. I agree with that. Like, it's uh, creating the atmosphere and it creates like the, almost like a mini society But Mm -hmm. I've kind of thought of it, like, on a broader scale. Mm -hmm. Like, church culture, you think of, like, or I think of, like, um, the Christian girl Autumn. That's one of the things that I think (laughs) of. Yeah, that's true. And I guess it really depends on if we're using big C or or a little C church, you know? 
Oh, I'm thinking Big C Church. Yeah, because that's that's Big C Church. Yeah. Christian Girl Autumn, Big C Church. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, like the girls with the iced coffee. I mean, I love me a good iced coffee, too. The Infinity Scarves. Know. The Infinity Scarves, the riding boots. Mm-hmm. And Skinny the jeans. Skinny jeans. Man. Yeah, that's... I can see, like, the sepia tone picture, I don't, like, in my mind. <laughs> I don't miss skinny jeans. I... I'm not gonna lie. I wore some today. Oh. <laughs> but they fit really well. <laughs> Okay, I was technically, I was born in the 90s, so I feel like I get a little bit of a pass because mm-hmm. I'm right in that middle Gen Z, millennial. Yeah. Jillennial. Jillennial. Zillennial. Zillennial. Anyways, um, so when you were, like, kind of doing the research for this, what was your, what were your thoughts on Little C Christian culture? Little C, like, from church to church? Yeah. I think, um... When it comes to Little C Church, what we can do as a church, you know, because we're a part of a church. Yeah. Uh, what's best to do is to see what the Bible says about what a good church looks like, what a bad church looks like, and mm-hmm. what an ugly church looks like. Yeah. So um, this was talked about in the book of Revelations. A lot of people don't really like to talk about the book of Revelations just because it's a heavy book. It's the last book in the New Testament. But... In two chapters of the of book, uh, the book of Revelations, uh, it's written about seven churches, and some of them are really really great examples of how you should model your church. Some of them not so great, and one of the really bad churches that was talked about was the Church of Laodicea. Laodicea. Um, Laodicea. I think it's Laodicea. Laodicea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can't read. Well, anyways, so um. The Church of Laodicea is spoken in Revelations chapter 3, verses um, 14 through 22. I'm not going to read it all because a, a lot of what's written in the book of Revelations can be pretty, um, like, pro, like, not prophetic, but, like, a lot of, like, metaphors. Yeah. It's hard to understand, you know? Yeah. But I found this really good article that breaks down each of the churches and if if you if we want we can um link it so we can read about each of the churches and overall the the church of Laodicea was a pretty lukewarm church um mm-hmm. and so if you don't know what the um term lukewarm means it's it kind of ties into the term your heart should be on fire with Jesus and if that's not what's setting your heart on fire then something else is and that's not how you should walk yeah but basically th- these people in the church of Laodicea were pretty lukewarm um they were really all about how they looked and their wealth um they talked uh in the book it talked a lot about how they were dressed how the city looked and in some of in some translations it even says that when jesus talked about the church of Laodicea, it would like make him sick he would Ooh. vomit out the church whoa yeah, that's like, like convicting <laughs> yeah wow so like if you have if your church cannot even be spoken like the name can't even be spoken by Jesus I think you're not really facilitating mm. your church in the right way and so the quote from the um the article says there was nothing in their walk that separated them from the world there was nothing in their actions or deeds that were any different from the world around them they had a lack of spirituality heal- lack of spiritual healing lack of refreshment. Uh, lack of spiritual refreshment, I am so sorry, <laughs> lack of words, and lack of witness. Mm. So, wow. really, they, they that's truly what the definition of lukewarm is, you know? You're not really going one way or the other, and you're just kind of, like, 
coasting along, being neutral, and that's not how it should be. You know, you should be a church that um, wants people, is people-oriented, and if you get caught up in how you look and or the how you perceive yourself on what is a pretty big uh, influencer on our church culture today, how you look on social media, if that matters more than what you're telling people while in the church, I think you need to reevaluate your values as a church. Say that again. Oh my <laughs> gosh. That is so like, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen that. And I've also, I'm not going to lie. I've been there too. Mm-hmm. Like it's just kind of become something that you get trapped into and sucked into and part of it like is because we want to invite people yeah yeah but you have to be really careful about the way that you are setting up your church it's all Mm -hmm. about like the kind of foundation that you set yeah if you're setting your foundation on um you just want the numbers you want people to come to your church so you are willing to compromise like what the actual message or the vision of the church is that's dangerous and then people are going to come into this church with these expectations of like, oh, this church is so cool. It's awesome. It's got these lights. And there's so yeah. many people here that are like, um, so great. Got, got the clothes, got the fit, got the, got the Instagram. But then when the going gets tough, people kind of start to fall away from actually following Christ, mm-hmm. which is what we're here for we're supposed to be Mm -hmm. disciples for christ we're not just here to be like posers Mm -hmm. and i i have nothing wrong with mega churches or like big churches in general Mm -hmm. but i feel like it's it must be really hard to be able to like walk with someone else while they're trying to find their their journey with jesus when there's like a hundred other more people who are who also need to need help with their walk like yeah like you can have as big as a, a leadership team as you want, but like that's a lot of people. Yeah, and that's a lot of problems that people have within their own lives. And you, you like say, oh, okay, I'll just like mentor five people. That's still a lot to do. Yeah, because they each have their own walk that's in different levels and different areas and different seasons. And it, I don't know. To me, when a when the church is that big, it just seems like there's. It's big horizontally and not big, um... Like in depth. In depth, yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I learned about being a small group leader, my first, like, semester, almost my first year, I had, like, almost ten girls in my small group. And it was... I was like, thank you, Jesus. This is amazing. This is great. Um, like, I... I wanted to steward it, steward these girls well, mm-hmm. but I put these expectations on myself. Like I had, was struggling with school because I was trying to spend time with all of these girls and I really yeah. wanted them to come to Chi Alpha. And, um, I was also in the middle of, um, uh, the pandemic. So the, the pressure that I was putting on myself to get more people in, was a lot because we were Mm -hmm. we we lost people just naturally because of covid and that just just so happened um but it was hard for me to control the atmosphere and the just the way that these girls interacted because they interacted with each other on the outside outside of my small group which was which is totally fine but it wasn't in the healthiest ways and that's how i lost some girls Mm -hmm. um but 
when I had a small group that was only two or three other girls. Yeah, it's great. It was... I, I was really discouraged at first, but I was mm-hmm. talking to yeah. one of the leaders. <laughs> and she's like, Maddie, if whatever God gave you, steward it well. Yeah. Just take care of those girls because mm-hmm. he gave you what you what you need. He gave yeah. you some girls to handle. You know what I saw on a license plate? Mm-hmm. Someone had a license plate cover that said, when life gives you scraps, you make a quilt. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey. I love that. I crochet. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. it was good yeah like that was also the same for me when I was a small group leader I think the most I had was probably like four you Mm -hmm. know I never had a big huge um small group and I really liked it that way because it was it was more of like us having a conversation rather than just like they're wanting me to teach them yeah so it was like more of like us being true friends and then not seeing me as like oh Iris the teacher yeah exactly so yeah I really liked it I loved being a church or a a small group leader and kudos to anybody or everybody out there who does lead in the church um but yeah when it's like when there's so many people in a church it must be like there's not I feel like there's not much depth and I feel like that's what what happened here at the church of Odysseus like they were so caught up in, like, wanting to look good on the outside. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you do want to look good as a church. Like, you know, there's nothing wrong with having an LED wall or state-of-the-art, like, sound equipment and a light show, like, a proper light show. There's nothing wrong with that because that was what people, that draws people in. But after you draw those people in, how are you going to keep them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are we doing to keep them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... When I was doing, like, research on... Because when I was thinking in church culture, I was thinking, like, on the bigger scale of, like... Big C church, meaning, like, the church that's, like, the bride of Christ. Like, everybody who's a believer, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, just kind of a disclaimer. I mean, I'm... We are the church, so we're the bride of Christ, and we're... Um, called to love everybody in it anyways. So this is not to, like, shame anybody or to not, like, put mm-hmm. anybody down, but this is just something that, like, I've seen and Iris has seen that is, I-, I think that we could probably do better. Yeah, we can all do better. So when I was doing the research for this, I kept coming back to stuff from the Sermon on the Mount. And this is when Jesus is talking about, he starts off with talking about the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5. Mm-hmm. And he gives all of these, like, um, characteristics, basically, of somebody who's a believer. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Uh, blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the meek. But he lists, like, all of these things. And right after he lists the Beatitudes, he talks about the salt and light of the earth. And in this little, like, paragraph, <clears throat> it says, it's uh, verse 14 in chapter 5. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. It does not say for your own glory. It says Mm -hmm. for God. Like nothing that we ever accomplish has ever been done on our own strength. And it just kind of like, sometimes it just happens that way. Yeah, you get caught up. Mm-hmm. You get caught up. Yeah. And, you know, it's okay to make mistakes, but yeah, it's how are you going to take responsibility for them. Right. So, 
um, one of the things that kind of like stood out to me was that we're not supposed to keep that light hidden. And there's like a really like a pretty fine line of boasting on yourself and boasting on God. But there's a way to do that. That's like justified and there's a right way to do it. But anyways, when I was working at a local coffee shop, um, I went on a mission trip to Costa Rica and there was another girl who I worked at this coffee shop with and I was telling her about it and I was like, like telling her my vision for it. And I was so excited. And she's like, Maddie, this is going to be awesome. You're going to do so well. This girl's testimony is super cool, by the way. Anyways, but, um, she's like a little bit older than me. She was like in her early thirties and, um, she's given me like this advice and this wisdom. She's like, you're going to be great. So I go and I'm gone for like two weeks mm-hmm. and, um, cause it's a local coffee shop. Like we have regulars that would like come in and, um, leave. So the, when I came back, one of the regulars was like, Hey, where have you been? And I was like, Oh, I went on a, I went on a trip. I went to Costa Rica. It was so cool. And he's like, Costa Rica. That's awesome. What are you doing there? I was like, um, you know, it was there, um, I don't think I said vacation. I think, I can't remember what I said, but I didn't say that I was there on a mission trip. Yeah. I was just like, I was there on a trip. And he's like, okay, cool, awesome. Yeah. And this girl was behind me, and she overheard. She was like, she got real close, was like, why didn't you tell him you were on a mission trip? I was like, <laughs> dang. <laughs> I was like, um, I don't know. I just, I feel like anytime I say that, like, oh, I went on a mission trip. It feels like I'm bragging. And she's like, Maddie, you are not bragging. You withholding your blessings from other people, that, that is a sin. And I was like, uh, okay. (laughs) She got you. (laughs) She got me. She called me out, but she's so sweet. And like, I knew her so well, but withholding God, you were withholding God's blessings mm-hmm. and then you were withholding Jesus's mm-hmm. light. It's the closest friends that'll come to you the hardest. Yes, for real. And I knew it came from like a place of like love for sure. And her, she's standing up for Jesus also. Yeah. So man, that really, that really got me. But that like, we we're called to boast about God. He's yeah. done these things that like we could not have done on our own. Like, mm-hmm. I would not definitely be an educator if it weren't for God, like, steering my life in the right way. Take the wheel. If it was my own will, it would have been something totally different. So when it comes to, like, church, big C culture, um, oh my gosh, I lost what I was going to say. Oh, we're set apart on purpose. We're not set apart to just, like, kind of take this all in. We're, Mm -hmm. we're not supposed to just be consumers. We're also supposed to be like producers. We're also, also supposed to go out and make disciples Mm -hmm. of like anybody and everybody. Um, and one of the things that like I've personally seen in more like little C church culture is that groups kind of get, um, very tight. Clicky. A little bit clicky. Yeah. Um, just from my observations. Yeah. I'm not saying that this is every church, definitely. But when we do that, we shut out people who mm-hmm. really, really need Jesus. Yeah. They take the set, we're set apart to a, they, I feel like the people who do that, um, the way they, they digest that versus 
they think of it as us versus them. Mm-hmm. And to me, mm-hmm. I, ca- I this is what I call it. I call it a holier-than-thou mentality. Yeah. It makes you feel like you can be on a pedestal and look down upon people when you talk to them, not look in yes. eye contact. And that is really is one of my biggest pet peeves of people. Like, just because you're farther along on your walk with Jesus does not make you closer to heaven. We're still mm-hmm. both on earth, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, the Bible says that we're no sin is greater than another. No. So we're all we all fall short of the glory of God, but I mean, by the grace of God, we are we're all mm-hmm. justified. Mm-hmm. And so it's a gift for everybody. Yeah. We're all here to like share it and like we're here to love people. It's not a like you said, like a lukewarm relationship. If we truly love Jesus, we can't be having these lukewarm relationships with other people either. Um, yeah. It's, you can be picky with your friends if you truly feel like it's not a healthy friendship. You can, like, step back a little bit. But somebody who really needs, like, really needs help and really needs Jesus in their life, love them. Actually spend good time with them and, like, have good conversations with them build that personal relationship and get to know them and keep it. It's not a short, like, okay, I, they were in my small group for a semester. That's it. Um, and then I'm not going to keep up with them. I, okay. I really hope, I, I should have asked her first. Okay. I, I'm not going to name her name, but, um, I was and it. This is, I would have done the same thing too. So, There was a girl in my, not my small group, I was in a small group the first year that I came to TAMU CC, and uh, there was a group of girls, it was like maybe six of us, and then um, two of them were really good friends, and they were friends with another girl who was in somebody else's small group, and um, they remained friends throughout like their first year at TAMU CC, and then they all moved to College Station together. And, um, when that happened, they lost touch with their small group leaders. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't really like, they weren't really checking in, weren't really friends with them. And, um, my small group leader unfriended them on Mm -hmm. Instagram because they weren't really living for the Lord. And that's totally justified. Like if you want to unfollow them, that's fine. And you don't want to see that. That's totally fine. Um, any day that's fine. But, um, these girls for the next three years were really stuck in this like party scene and um kind of in the scene of like the world like doing the kinds of things that are like that's what you do in college life that kind of thing going to parties and all that kind of thing anyways you get it um so not to say that you can't go to parties and still love the lord but it's pretty hard (laughs) um personal experience pretty hard so you just never really know what could happen um from one moment to another we're not nobody here is invincible when the lord is ready to take you he doesn't need a purpose or rhyme or reason he will take you so that's why there's such an urgency not only for us but for others to make sure that they are well loved and feel like like they want to follow Jesus because of his people. Um, we are a part of it. We're, we shouldn't be the main reason um, for following Jesus. But, you know, that's how people 
get to see God is through the light of his people, you know? So, anyways, we want to steward, like, other people well. We want to, like, we we don't want anybody to feel, like, left out or anybody Mm -hmm. to feel like they aren't a part of this kingdom. Like, naturally, friendships, like, they they drift apart, but we want to keep everybody, like, connected into the kingdom of God. Yeah. First and foremost. So... You know, we're called to set apart, to look differently, to talk differently, and to act a little differently. Mm-hmm. So whether that's, like, um, you know, it it's okay to be in, like, a group of other people who are, are not believers. Jesus definitely did that. But the way that we love people is what sets us apart. We're not, we don't need to, like, talk the way that they do. We can treat them with kindness and show them, like, Hey, I can be generous with my time or I can be generous mm-hmm. with my things. Um and not like fall down into like gossip or being judgy or being hypocritical. Um and sometimes it's like it's lonely. It is a little bit lonely because personally I've seen that like um it's happened before in previous classes like people have like invited me to go out and I'm like oh, no, wait, I can't. Um, I would love to spend time with you guys if y'all want to, like, go get coffee or work on homework together, but, you know, we, we want to make sure that we're holding true to, like, what we believe mm-hmm. in the Bible. So, yeah. Any thoughts? I think what goes on with that is that just that what you're saying publicly is what you should be practicing privately, you know? Practice what you preach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, I think, like, because that just builds integrity as well. Because, you know, you'll say one thing to your church or uh, put on this one face for church. And if that's not what you're acting upon 24-7, that one makes you not pretty. It makes you not have any good. In- oh, my gosh. I can't talk today. Um, it, ha- it, it really, like destroys your character just because mm-hmm. you're being pretty like yeah know, off and on yeah but also it shows the people who look up to you as a christian it shows them like oh maybe that's maybe that's how i should act like mm-hmm. i should be on and off like that and that's not how we should be as christian leaders you know we have to be true to ourselves and know that you know mm-hmm. we are set apart and it can be lonely but we are doing what the Lord has commanded us to do. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. There's, like, a two parts to that, like you were saying. Like, it's first, it's going to be detrimental to our hearts and be detrimental to our character. But then it's detrimental to the quote-unquote church culture. Mm-hmm. Like, we get that reputation of, oh, this girl is saying that she believes in Jesus and she's reprimanding other people for doing the same mm-hmm. thing that she's doing or he's doing, whatever. But... Yeah, I I don't want to just say that there's a reputation to hold up. That is an encouragement, but at the same time, we want to follow Jesus. We mm-hmm. want to be obedient and make sure that we're not leading people astray or ourselves. But you can tell like what kind of person, what kind of person somebody is by the fruit that's in their lives. Yeah, you can tell like if somebody's feeding themselves with bad stuff on tv or bad music um 
the wrong kind of crowd of people, um, you can just tell. And then, you can, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, in Matthew chapter 7, this is still like part of the Sermon, sermon on the Mount. But in Matthew chapter 7, verse 15, it says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are there grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. Mm. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Mm, so, that's a juicy one. That one is juicy and convicting <laughs> as heck. Yes, yep. It talks about the big C word, which is corruption. <laughs> corruption. Yeah. I, and, like, it happens so often. So often. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when you, when, you put, when you immerse yourself in a church culture, you get the opportunity to have power. But that power isn't your power. Mm-hmm. You're power hungry to look good and to feel good and to have, you know, followers. But those followers are not fans. Yeah. You, people no. get them. Yeah. People get caught up in that and they want to look good. They want to like dress good and that you know, that mentality of like oh, it it can switch so like the balance can mm-hmm. go. One way or the other, very quickly, yeah, and very badly. Dang, that's good. They're not followers, <laughs> or they're not fa- they're not fans. They're followers. Yeah, that's good because we tend to look at the people who are behind us kind of like that. Not behind us, like in their like authority, but behind us who like have seen the way that we are, and we're those are the people that we're like stewarding and leading. But yeah, you have to be really careful to that. Um, I had something that I was going to talk about, and I I think it's a little, a little bit too heavy for the lightened up podcast, but basically there's been in the past, and maybe even definitely probably in the present, but pastors who are, um, in charge of churches, big and small, who have been caught in these really sinful acts. But the thing about some of the things that they're preaching is that it's not completely doctrine-based. It's something that they've taken out of context mm-hmm. or they've just taken and bent the, bent the words to mean something that they want it to be. And then that ends up actually being their downfall, which is yeah. crazy. The, thing, the kind of things that um, they're trying to shine a, light, shine a light on, it's just not totally be been done in the right way yeah totally um a lot of that has to probably do with like like again like a mishandle of your power Mm -hmm. as a pastor and wanting to enhance your own agenda yeah and that's really bad you know yeah there should never be anybody um let me rephrase that. There should never not be anybody above you. Mm-hmm. You should always have some kind of spiritual authority, whether it's just some, not necessarily somebody that you like is like your boss or that you work for, just a spiritual mentor who is going to help you, who is going to like help you grow and keep you accountable for certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you also need somebody below you too to keep you accountable because you know that they're watching you. So, you're right. It's a mishandle of power, and it's not 
being dealt with in the mm-hmm. right way. Yeah. The best way to, um, again, none of us are righteous. The only way that we're righteous is through Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we can only be made righteous through, like, the repentance of our sin. So, repentance is not just, like, saying that you did it and, like, okay, I did it. I'm guilty. Mm-hmm. But it's doing it and then being so sorrowful sorrowful for it. Because Jesus died on the cross for that and having true anguish over that. And by doing that, we need to have somebody to hold us accountable. Somebody who's a friend again or a mentor to hold you accountable and bring it into the light. When you shed light on something that's true, you're going to be broken free from that darkness. How would you give someone advice to find the balance of like, Someone's above me, someone's below me, versus too power-hungry, you know? Mm. Yeah. Um, Honestly, keep yourself in the Word. Mm -hmm. And I I feel like this is so Christianese. Like, definitely keeping yourself in the Word. and Counting your blessings. Counting your blessings and praying. Like, writing down, like even if it's just writing down, writing down maybe three things that you're grateful for every day. So you don't feel like you've taken advantage of these things. And, um, I feel like people who aren't of the church get like, so like, they always say praying is the answer. (laughs) Like, and it's true. That's so true. Like we always, that's like, that's what we always say. Like, Oh, just pray about it. I feel like in most of the episodes that we've talked, I've always said, just put it in prayer which is yeah that's the best way to go yeah yeah honestly that's it really is because something so powerful happens when you just come to Jesus in prayer it's like and it's you know what is really cool I love to write down my prayers and see like what Jesus is doing through them how they've changed um like nah I'm not gonna give a specific example I'm a pretty (laughs) casual prayer like I pray as if it's like a conversation mm-hmm. i don't have like it's like no structure like i'll be like in the shower praying or like microwaving noodles microwaving noodles <laughs> and like praying it's so i i don't have structure that's that, but that's just how it works for me that's and like i'll be praying and i'll be talking as if it's a conversation and that's how like something will come up or like be like oh that's what that means okay yeah yeah we think like meditating is like something that you like sit in your room and you're in Mm -hmm. silence and it's not it it's just like talking to jesus and having this thought and you're like oh okay yeah that could be the holy spirit or it could not um which is why you need to test your faith Mm -hmm. anyway but anyways (laughs) (laughs) a little tangent um any other thoughts on church culture um i would like to give tips for healthy culture Mm -hmm. so i think one of the biggest tips um, we have probably, like, I can probably give is if you have healthy leaders, that will bring healthy culture. Yeah. So, you know, as a leader, as a leader group, uh, board members of the church, keep each other accountable. Keep yourself accountable because, you know, you are the head and you are the head's. And if you guys mm-hmm. aren't healthy, if you don't have a replenished relationship with Jesus, that's going to reflect into you in, in the entire atmosphere that you're creating. It's yeah. going to be half empty, lukewarm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if yourself, you are not a leader, 
but you see things that are being done in your church that are not right, if if it's the lead pastor, there's like kind of not really anything you can do about it. Um, if you see like a small group leader doing something that they shouldn't be doing, approach them about it, ask them what's going on, um, or go to somebody else who you trust to like maybe go with you to rebuke them and tell them, hey, I, I don't think that this is a good idea. Um, if this continues to happen, you can do two things. You can bring your community in only if it gets so bad. We're not mm-hmm. like here to shame anybody. Yeah, We're here this to, isn't an intervention. It's just an intervention to break out the sin. Um, go to your community, like a group of people, or if it continues happening, leave. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with just leaving. And if you were thinking like, oh, man, but my whole community is here. My my friends are it's here. It's scary to leave a church. It definitely is. Um, there's something better out there for you, though. Mm-hmm. God has yeah. something that's great. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a community of people who love you and want to know more about you and just want to loving you lovingly and gently lead you towards Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a big question as a church and church culture, whatever, if it's your church culture for like your local church, I think what you should do is ask what are the values and how do they communicate their values as a church? Mm, yeah. Because that just really puts it all out there, you know? Mm-hmm. And if that's not what you align yourself with, and that's what it doesn't feel like that's what you need in that season, or you don't feel comfortable, you know, you maybe you can talk about it with somebody at the church. Or if you don't want to do that, you know, find a fam like your church of your family. And if you're not be able, if you're not going to be able to be comfortable, happy, and thrive and grow mm-hmm. in that culture it's not going to be for you, you know, it's, and it's scary to leave one thing behind and move to another, but you have to think about in the end, how is this going to affect your relationship? How is this culture? Is your culture going to grow you or is it going to bring death to your relationship? Yeah. If you feel like you're, you're tempted with sin and you're tempted to gossip or judge or, Mm -hmm. um, do certain things that you're not supposed to be doing, then you need to check yourself and make sure, like, is this community, is it just a one-time thing, or is this a repeating offense? Yeah. Um, because we can't, we don't have time for the repeated offenses. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've got to get out of that. Anyway, so those are our thoughts on church culture. Um, kind of convicting. Is I'm a little bit nervous about releasing this one, because I think that it may, may make us a little bit unpopular. But I think that it it's also still a conversation that needs to be had. And, yeah. Um, please reach out to us if you have any questions or any comments on anything that we've talked about. Um, we're happy to, like, direct you guys to stuff that we found in the Bible. We both did some research on this mm-hmm. and have found some pretty crazy stuff. But anyways, to lighten up the podcast, I thought we'd end up with the game. You want to do this or that? Okay. My kids love playing this game. Is it in? Do you remember those books that was like Pepsi or Cola? Yes. Dude. Oh my God. Are we old? I, dude. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. I don't think any of my kids I remember like taking that kind of stuff to school Dude, and we would oh play my gosh. it. No, these kids be doing TikTok dances. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh-huh. So these are would you rather questions for kids? Do we want to do deep ones or like fun ones? Because <laughs> I can look just, for good ones. Let's do you wanna do a little mix? A or little mix. A little mix. A little bit of both. <laughs> would you rather be a wizard or a superhero? A wizard. Yeah, a wizard <laughs> for sure. You're a wizard, Harry. You're a wizard, Harry. I'm a wall. <laughs> <laughs> With an O. <laughs> that was a hard O. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's what he said. That's how he said it. He's like, oh. Oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) Would you rather have a life size robot or a jetpack? I'm afraid of heights. Yeah, a robot would be pretty cool. Yeah, I, I would get a robot. But then here's the thing. Are we going to have an I Am Legend moment? You know? I've never seen that. It's about, like, how AI takes over. No, wait. No. No, it's not. Wrong Will Smith movie. Robocop? No. <laughs> well, Robocop. Or is it I Am? No, it's not I Am Legend. I, Robot. I, Robot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's get ripped up. <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, okay. We're good. Okay. All right, so here's a deeper one. <laughs> the first one that I read is not deep, but the the later ones are. Ooh. Would you rather have too many friends or too few? Kind of medium. Too few. I don't know. I feel like too many friends is a lot of um, lives to be caught up in. Yeah. Like, it really, like, it really just, it really goes into what we were talking about now, but I would rather have a few deep, com- deep friends or deep connections rather than many shallow relations. I feel like, yeah, probably me too, just because every time, like, that's happened where I feel like mm-hmm. I, I have minimal to no friends, mm-hmm. um, I become my healthiest. Yeah. Like, I, the Lord really works on me in those moments. He loves doing that. Would you rather... <laughs> Would you rather talk like Yoda or breathe like Darth Vader? Talk like Yoda, I would. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, you answer that question. (laughs) Okay, would you rather relive the same day for 365 days or lose a year of your life? Lose a year. Dang, that was quick. <laughs> that was quick. She said, I'm, I'm going here. to heaven. It's all right. <laughs> I'm here for a good time. Not a long time. <laughs> Dang. Um, yeah, I guess me too. That would be so boring. Yeah, that would be so boring. That would be too bad. Okay. I heard a good one today, but I forgot it. Would you rather be famous or be rich? But, uh, neither. Be rich. <laughs> I would, I'd rather be neither. I don't really care. I would be, like... Like, like, uh, Oprah High Winfrey. High middle class. Oh. Rich, like, you get a car and you get a car. I would totally. Yeah, I see That you would be there. so cool. Um, being famous, I would just not really love being under the spotlight. Yeah. That's. Would you, ra- ooh, ooh, this one's for you. Okay. Okay. Would you rather solve world hunger or solve global warming? Solve 
solve global warming because that would help us solve solving world hunger in my opinion i could talk about this all day hmm. the meat industry yeah all the money all the feed that goes into that it could corrupt. it could feed you know it's corrupt yeah. yeah yep yeah you guys look it up if you're curious mm-hmm. about it it is corrupt would you rather travel everywhere for free or eat everywhere for free Ooh, that's hard why is that the hard one? <laughs> Ooh, dang. You know what? Traveling. Because traveling is Traveling more... is expensive. Traveling is expensive. Yeah. I can pay for a meal, I guess. Okay, but what if, like, you tra- You could travel where you want for free, but you work full time. Mm, dang, yeah, that's true. When's your PTO? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know that I get any. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. I asked this to my kids, mm-hmm. and I don't know if this would pertain to us as adults, but I'm going to ask it anyways. <laughs> okay. Would you rather, <laughs> imagine you're 10, <laughs> would you rather have a $101 toys or one $100 toy? One $100, just because, like, mm-hmm. it's better quality. Yeah. It's like, you know, jeans. Yeah. I have a good pair of Levi's. They're going to last me forever. Yeah. Man, I'm thinking, like... I can have a good iPad or something. Are we old? Yeah. I just talked about... I just started talking about jeans. The quality of jeans. <laughs> the quality of jeans. I could get a good lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I think that's probably good for this podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Sorry this was kind of a little deep. <laughs> a little deep, yeah. A little um, harsh. Find us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. Leave, Leave us, us a review. Go go for it. Leave us a review if you want to just tell us how we're doing. Um, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all I want to yeah. say. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs>